the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I'm just seeing this. Theo, did did you see what Chris Rock said about turning down the Oscars? No. He was asked to host it again. Uh, sort of, I, I suppose, an olive branch and a ratings opportunity after Will Smith <laughs> slapped him last year. This is from, from Philip Lewis on Twitter, Huffington Post. Chris Rock says he turned down hosting the Oscars next year, saying going back to the awards ceremony would no. be like asking Nicole Brown Simpson, quote, to go back to the restaurant, end quote, where she left her eyeglasses before being killed. Okay. Now. Why? 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 Now, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, come on, dude. But let's start with the fact that he's alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that had, that was not even close to a double murder. Yeah. Heads nearly cut off in front of a Brentwood mansion. <laughs> well, we can start there. But also, I would hope because Chris Rock is a comedian, like when he delivered it, maybe he did it jokingly. I guess. And but, the tweet doesn't give us all of the. It's sort of like the joke that led to the slap on stage. This is true. Completely misreading the mark. I mean, like, why would you even go to that place? You're comparing yourself to a woman who was slain by her husband. Allegedly. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Not convicted in court. Well, she was slain in general. Slain, so, yes. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. Yes. So I guess slain in general. She was actually correct. slain with her, I guess, mistress, or what do you call a mister? Uh, a romantic interest, per- potentially. Why is there no, like, because there's mistress. Yeah, I don't and know. Why, maybe it's just Mister, and we just don't know. Most people don't say it's it. fine. Yeah, her and her Mister. Um, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think Chris Rock might have missed on that one. Yeah. I don't know. That's me. It, yeah, it was. It wasn't. It, I mean, there were so many other examples he could have went to. <laughs> like, yeah. so many other examples. But he, yeah, he missed the mark. Yikes! Like, like that's like saying Aaron Rodgers going back to the playoffs, right? <laughs> you see, you get that one stone. I think I do. Uh, <laughs> man, I love that. Uh, the place where he was humiliated. Speaking yeah. of missing the mark, so Saturday I watched a lot of college football. Okay, there was you know there was a game on at least a game on from like eleven a.m. through late night with that Hawaii Vanderbilt debacle. I actually caught a good amount of Western Kentucky, who won the RoofClaim.com Boca Tumble last year. Western Kentucky started with Austin P. Stone loves that because he's an FCS guru. Mm. What's the name of the, the show you're on, by the way? FCS Nation. FCS Nation. Nice. Uh, you'll hear him nationally syndicated on that show wherever you hear that show. Yeah, yeah typically the Midwest is where all the stations it plays on. Okay, nice. well, that doesn't help us down here. No, but if you're not. in the Midwest or you know someone in the Midwest, give them a ring. Say, hey, Stone Banowitz is going to be talking FCS football. Or wherever you get your podcast at or FCS Nation. Get- okay, perfect. I met a guy who, uh, who played football at Eastern Illinois. In the Martin County football parking lot yesterday. Nice. And I said, hey, my buddy, he played quarterback at Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Go Salukis. And I told him to get back in his car and leave me alone. <laughs> what did he say? He, he, uh, no, he was actually much more friendly. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's like, it wasn't his conversation. Get on out of here. <laughs> he was you're like, not, oh, that's really cool. Well, you're like, not oh. welcome here. Get in your car and go. Um, so, so this is Randy Cross. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he spent a lot of time with NBC as an analyst for the NFL. Randy Cross now working for CBS Sports Network. And uh, this is his analysis of a play where the quarterback doesn't, doesn't necessarily 
do the right thing with the ball. Doesn't throw it away correctly. So, so this is going to go in a direction, Theo. I'm telling you, this is going to go in a direction mm. that you will never, ever, 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 ever expect. Okay, and I don't know how much football that you watched this weekend. None. But it is it is pretty clear that some broadcast teams are a little, I guess, rusty. And everybody takes some time to get themselves into a little bit of of shape, right? Whether it's sports, whether it's broadcasting, whether it is TV stand-ups like yeah. you're doing. There is a process to it. You can't just jump in after several months and be perfect at it, right? Yeah, you gotta you gotta work yourself into shape, kind of like players do sometimes, and you gotta get into your reps so you get that conditioning built up, but not physical conditioning, uh-huh. mental conditioning. Now, this though, this is a little bit different. This is Randy Cross, and I want you to hear. This is this is him on on. Uh, I mean, CBS Sports Network. This is national television. I want you to hear this piece of analysis from Randy Cross. Just eat it. Put your favorite condom on a condiment on that football and eat it. Just eat it. Put your favorite condom on a condiment on that football and eat it. That's right. Just eat it. Just eat it. Put that condom. Your your favorite condom. Your favorite condom. I mean condiment on it and eat it. Let's hear it one more time. Randy Cross, CBS Sports Network, with the analysis of the weekend. In college football. Just eat it. Put your favorite condom on, a condiment on that football and eat it. Oh, boy. That's as good as it gets right there. That oh. is as good as it gets. So all I'm saying is that anytime, anytime, Theo, you think, man, that wasn't a good TV hit, or, man, I really struggled at the anchor desk, just understand you haven't asked <laughs> Anybody an 18, on national television, an eighteen, nineteen-year-old kid, maybe. right, right. When you're when you're analyzing the play of an eighteen or nineteen-year-old kid, uh, demanding that he put on his favorite condom and eat it. <laughs> uh, the, what I'm stuck on is that like, it's like your favorite condom. <laughs> like, what in his brain would have put your favorite condom on a condom <laughs> on that? <laughs> like, what in his brain would have gone wrong at that moment right. where he didn't go mint? Like, what, his brain played an evil trick on him. Let's play it one more time because his brain just misfires at the most important part of what he's trying to say. Just eat it. Put your favorite condom on a condiment on that football. <laughs> what do you call those? Freudian slips? Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably a Freudian slip. You know what this reminds me of, though? And this is such a bad Or a stroke. Oh, or or oh a stroke. I, mean, I, I don't know. Stroke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me of this episode of Roseanne. Um, um, what? Exactly, right? It's so random, but I didn't get it when I was a kid. And it was Roseanne and her husband, Dan, at the time. I don't know why I remember the names or anything. But they were, they were holding a box of condiments. And they were like, look at this. Remember when we used to use these? And they were like going, they went on like a two minute conversation uh-huh. or rant about Double how they used to use. Double stuff, yeah. But I had no, I was like, why don't they use ketchup and mustard uh-huh. anymore? Uh-huh. <laughs> but then later in my life, when I thought about that scene, because it was so perplexing to me, I was like, oh, they meant That's so condoms. funny. An episode of Roseanne had about a two minute stretch that was so confusing <laughs> to Theo at a young age that he remembered it for the rest of his life. It was like one day I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh. They were talking about they weren't uh-huh. talking about condiments. Yeah. They were just just like, you know, Cross was talking about Randy you know. Cross. Randy Cross. One more time, the man, the myth, the legend with the analysis <laughs> of the weekend in college football. Just eat it. <laughs> Put your favorite condom on a condiment on that football and eat it. 
<sighs> I wonder if people have favorite condoms. That's just a... Yeah, yeah, I mean, they yeah. do, I think. No like, doubt. Favorite ones, you know? Yeah. Feel, color, taste, I don't know. Yeah. Texture. Texture, right. Yeah, I think that's like a given. Yeah, actually. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just ask, just ask Randy Cross. <laughs> Because what he wants you to do is 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 find your favorite, right, Randy Cross? <laughs> oh, 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 stone taking Put that. Put your cue. favorite condom on a condiment on that. There we go. Thank you. Eat it. All right, a little clunky on the dismount. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, so so also too, and I, I, I don't want to make fun of of this man because it is actually sad what's taking place. Mm. Lee Corso. On college game day, I love Lee Corso, okay? But the last thing I want is for him to just be a human mascot, and that's what he's become. Like Everybody just loves seeing him there, but it has become clear that he is struggling in a big way. Um, the, the stroke a number of years ago has obviously sent him into a pretty precipitous decline over the years. Mm. And if Lee Corso, it's gotten to the point where it's obvious that he couldn't really provide much analysis. And then it got to, it's pretty clear he's having trouble reading the teleprompter, to now he's having trouble flat out speaking. Yeah. And it's getting sad to a point where I think it's disrespectful what ESPN is doing to Lee Corso every Saturday. Now they're about to just fly him across the country every single weekend. And I don't think it's fair to him and I don't know why someone hasn't properly advocated for him because it feels like this is the time. But I want you to listen to a little snippet of Lee Corso, who he was remote. He was from his home in Orlando this week. All the college game day guys were spread out. Weren't they like kids? And yeah, they, they had brought people to his home. Yeah. Uh, sort of give it an atmosphere. Um, but this is, this is what you're hearing mostly now from Lee Corso. This is from College Game Day Saturday. Georgia versus Alabama. That's easy. Then the winner goes on and plays for the national title. Ah, that's what I predict. I predict the SEC winner will not win the national title this year. The SEC winner will not win the SEC title this year. Details later. <laughs> so, like, why are we doing this anymore? Terrible. It's, it is, and again, it's nothing to make fun of. What it is, though, is sad. It should make you feel anger what ESPN is doing to this guy. And I know we love putting the mascot heads on, and we love the picking of games, but this isn't healthy, and it doesn't make Lee Corso look good. And you're putting someone who's obviously in a bad spot, you're making them, you're, you're, you're really just sort of taking advantage of them. And I don't like it. It rubs me the wrong way. It, it feels bad, and everybody knows what it's like to have a conversation with an, an older person who cognitively is not where they used to be. And sometimes it's hard for you to even forget the cameras and the yeah. reading the teleprompter. Sometimes it's hard for them to even have a conversation with right. you just sitting, you know, at your dining room table, it's let alone on national television. Yeah. Like, so it, it they're, they're pimping them out right now. They, they are. That's what it feels like because it is uncomfortable for the viewer to watch this man struggle to get through his words. And yeah. it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's old. All of these have been the aftermath of the the stroke that he suffered several years ago, and it's gotten to this point where I just don't think ESPN needs to be throwing him out there anymore. I don't think it's doing him any good, and by extension, it's making for a very poor product where I think anybody with a heart and a soul feels uncomfortable watching that. Yeah, I think if he fumbles one more time 
as severe as that, I, I don't think he gets thrown out there anymore. I, I don't. I have to say, I don't know if they expected that to happen. Was that his first time on TV? Probably in a since, few months since last year. But right. still, but it's not like we haven't seen this coming for several years. Yeah, it's not like he has been ultra coherent for the last three, four years. And he's not the first older broadcaster in sports in general to to go through some of this where you can see the missteps. And you know who this doesn't happen to in sports broadcasting? Women. Because they cut the cord on them like 10 years too early where it seems like sometimes with guys, they're cutting they the cord no 10 years too late. And I get Lee Corso as a beloved figure. For many, he is college football. Hell yeah. But at some point, you've got to say it's time to to move on. And I don't know if there's a conversation that's been had where maybe there's concern like, hey, this is what Lee Corso, this is what keeps him going. Yeah. And they feel that they have uh, a responsibility to do that. But from a viewing standpoint and what seems humane, this this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. And that would have to be the question to me is it, and maybe, maybe that's the one reason is because he does want to keep doing it. He does want to be a part of that family and he identifies with it. And we identify it game day with Lee Corso, but I think for the betterment of everybody, like, it, the, unless this gets better, like, extremely better, like, we, I couldn't do this every single Saturday. Yeah. That's, that's, that's rough. It is rough. Uh, do you want to do a little college football funhouse here, Stone? Let's do it. All right. Every single week, we were supposed to do it yesterday, didn't get to it, but every single week, we review what happened the weekend before with the big three in the state of Florida, including FAU. We got two games to recap on the docket from this past weekend, week zero of college football. It is time now for the College Football Funhouse. Flowing to the football. Orgy comes inside underneath. Fans are up on the goalpost. I don't know why. Pump fake to the left. Looks downfield. We chase it with Bellamy. He avoids. We still chase. We chase him more. We're going to get it down. Back on the 42-yard line. He kept holding on to the football. We got him way back there. They tag teamed. Tackled by a tummy. Lee back to throw. Three-step drop. Looking. Fires. He has a man. It's caught. He makes him over the 20. He's to the 15. 10 to the 5. It's a touchdown. A Florida Atlantic score. Right, a Nebraska score on the play. Just eat it. Put your favorite condom on, a condiment on that football and eat it. Oh, hey, Randy. He's returned. All right, Stone, who do you want to start with, Florida Atlantic or Florida State? Let's start with Florida State. Save the best for last. All right, Florida State on Saturday. They take it to Duquesne, the team of former Dwyer standout and FAU player, quarterback Daniel Parr, 47-7 the final. Florida State beats Duquesne. Florida State gets uh, 11 of 15 passing, 207 yards from uh, Jordan Travis. A very sound win, a very comfortable win, as you'd expect from a team like Duquesne. So all things considered, Mike Norvell, as he enters year number three, you feel better about where you're at. But again, it's Duquesne, and there's still a lot of this story to tell. It it is, but I mean, hey, last year it was Jacksonville State. So uh, I think you got to take what you can get as a Florida State fan and also – I read that this is their first 1-0 start, their first time winning their season opener since 2016. Yeah, tracks. So, yeah. Now they've lost, in that span, they've lost to Alabama. They have lost to Virginia Tech in yeah. Willie Taggart's first game. Uh, was Oregon won? Or am I tripping? No, that was I don't think so. I But, yeah, they, yeah, they haven't won an opener since 2016. Yeah. So that's a good thing for them. Uh, and I, th- this is even better. Five penalties, 55 yards. That'll do. 
Yeah. Because that's been one of the biggest bugaboos for several years for Florida State, no matter who the coach is, the penalties. So five for 55, you'll take that if you're Mike Norvell. I think the only thing, if you're a Florida State fan, that the boys got out of this was the nerves, I guess, of Mm -hmm. the season starting because there was nothing that you can really hang your hat on. Duquesne isn't the team to put up a fight. Jordan Travis didn't even throw a touchdown, only 15 attempts. Yeah, I think each they running, didn't need him. Every they didn't even need him. Every running back on the Florida State roster scored a touchdown. A four hundred six to ninety three was the rushing discrepancy in this game. Right, so, so I, that tells you everything you need to know. Right there. Yeah, so the Florida State fans who are on social media or who are voicing, you know, their excitement, it's it's it's, it's a little fraud right now. So, but I, still, after what you've been through, yeah, you why not it. celebrate it? You got to. Yeah, and there, there, I guess there was one take that I respected, and we even have a Florida State fan that works with us who, who had this take as well, and he's like the the look in their eyes looked a little different last year. It was seemed like they didn't. They were kind of half in, half out. Seemed like all the guys were invested and dialed in, and Norvell had good vibes on the sideline. So I guess that's something you can take away from it. But Duquesne's not the team to put up a fight. Yeah, Stone, you've known me for a while, right? Yes. The, the, uh, how much do I love? How much do I love analysis where it's I like the look in their eyes? <laughs> you, you don't like it at all. How much do I like the analysis that simply good vibes? Not at all. I'm just saying. I did. I, I will say at ACC kickoff. Uh, good vibes, Florida. Hey, Florida State. I think Florida State. What were their vibes Saturday? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. How were Florida State's vibes on Saturday? And, and they were good. They were good on Saturday. They were good at ACC kickoff in Charlotte, um, at the West End uptown. And I will say though, for real though, speaking to them and speaking especially to the defensive guys like Jamie Robinson, the safety who's going to be All Conference, yeah, likely going to be a top you know, either a first or second round pick uh, in that defensive backfield, like they feel confident. Now, it's easy for everybody to feel confident right now. But Good coming, vibes. Coming off, of, coming off of last year, I mean, and those are and two of those guys could have went to the league, but they came back for another year at Florida State. Like, again, there's something to be said for that. Mike Norvell has them at least believing, which is yeah, half I, the – I think we're talking about a generational gap here because it is something that I look to. Like, if, if a team's in a quarterback battle or a coach doesn't know who to name the starter and, like, those two quarterbacks walk into a room, whether it's media day or whatever it Two is, quarterbacks walk in a room. Like, you can get a sense of, oh, their relationship is good, their vibes are there. Like, it's a healthy, functional society that they're running inside of their locker room. And then at other times, you know it's not. We spoke to the, uh, I think the Oklahoma State quarterback, or who, who, or who was it that uh, on a our ACC kickoff? Syracuse. Yeah, this is Oklahoma Syracuse. State's in the Big Twelve. The <laughs> I'm thinking the Garrett kid, who I guess transferred from Oklahoma State, who now is the starting quarterback at Syracuse. Like you could tell right off the bat, even we did through our yeah. headphones, Ken, that the vibes were not good. That this kid was on edge, and he didn't have a good relationship with uh, my boy Tommy DeVito yeah. and stuff. So I do think it's a generational gap. You guys don't want to hear that stuff, but it is something that we pick up on people who 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 do understand kind of what that means. No, I can tell I, I you guess, firsthand. I just I, I need to get my vibes meter repaired. No, no doubt. You don't, was it vibes with an S or a Z? Tell me, Stone. I think it's a Z most mm. of the time. So you, your meter's all That's the way off. Zesty. Your meter's all the way off. You just turn it off. You don't even turn it on when you walk into it. I think there's something to be said. The vibes in the Miami Dolphins locker room is evident to everybody covering that team. So who has bad vibes right now? The Cleveland <laughs> Browns. And the Panthers. I think the Panthers have bad vibes, too. I'm not going right. to lie. All right. We have a new segment. At least the one thing that's come out of this nonsense <laughs> analysis is at least we have a good <laughs> new segment. Stone Lebanowitz presents Good Vibes, Bad Vibes. I kind of love It'll be a staple through vibes. the football season. And then while every week 
When Stone does it, I'm going to just blast my face into the glass partition between the studio and the hallway until he's done. You know where there were good vibes? In that FAU stadium. That's right. 43-13 the final Saturday. FAU picks up an important conference victory in week zero to start the season. 43-13 Nikosi Perry. He was spectacular in this one. Had a touchdown pass to Stone's former teammate at Southern Illinois. Jaquan Burton, Larry McCammon, the junior tailback, a 52-yard touchdown run. Florida Atlantic puts up nearly 500 yards of offense, holds Charlotte to just 62 yards on the ground, and this week it's a trip to Ohio. Speaking of penalties, I mean, FAU's biggest issue has been penalties, uh, especially in that four-game losing streak to end last season. Only six penalties on the night. Dominant in every facet for a Charlotte team that's always a sexy pick to make some noise in Conference USA. And this one was truly over at halftime after Justin McKithen had a 63-yard interception return for a touchdown. To all the question marks, especially because FAU brought in so many new guys, Power 5 transfers, you wonder how are they going to gel, and they all did. That's as clean a week one or a week zero matchup as you're going to find. That was feel good for FAU. I I love that, and I'll be 100% honest. I didn't watch any of the game. Obviously, you saw all of it, every single snap. But what I will say is, again, I went to Alpalooza, and, uh, you know, the vibes <laughs> from Willie Tech. I hate to do this again, but I did feel confident in what they were saying. I do feel like they believed it. And also, Nikosi Perry, I mean, they have a quarterback who now had a full off season, who now was able to really get into it and has even better weapons. And in a conference like Conference USA, isn't that all you really need, the quarterback and yes, weapons? Absolutely. So, like, absolutely. it's a great formula to have. And then Willie Taggart, a very experienced head coach. Yeah, one of the things that I, I noticed, Ken, was the crowd. I don't know if yeah. it was normal. It's, it's the biggest student section I've seen at FAU, and that includes when Miami came there. That includes UCF coming in there in 2019. I haven't seen a student section like that. They had energy. They were all That's present. Awesome. There was a lot of them. I thought that was kind of the biggest takeaway for me personally. And so FAU has UCF coming in in week four. And so if that's what you're going to get week zero against Charlotte, uh, I'd be willing to bet that that's going to be a pretty tough ticket to get. Uh, so you're going to want to get in there early. That is your college football funhouse, and it spawned a new segment. My God, how efficient are we? Hey, speaking of efficiency, if you don't like your bank, come experience why their members love I Think Financial. For more information, visit ithinkfi.org. I Think Financial, moving you Forward. When we return, the Temple of Troll, who's in the sights of Theo Dorsey this week, and Stone Lebanowitz had one of the weirdest birthday requests I have ever heard in my life, at least for a grown man. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. There's no way that Trey Lance is the entire season as the starter in San Fran, right? It, it doesn't seem likely at this point. Unless, unless he's not sucky like it seems like he is by the way the 49ers are handling things. I honestly, though, some team is going to regret not going to get Jimmy Garoppolo in this offseason. And I understand he's coming off of injury and he needed to rehab and they were trying to figure that whole thing out. But you mean to tell me that the Browns wouldn't be in a better position with 11 games of Jimmy Garoppolo on a one-year deal? Even if I mean, hell, you spent $230 million on Deshaun Watson. Surely you have a couple more million laying around for a dependable backup if you believe in your roster, right? I mean, 
Look, I don't know if they can make that deal, though. It doesn't make sense. And I don't know if you can confidently make that claim. That, And I know we've heard it from a bunch of people who, <sighs> I don't who, who sit behind mics, but I, I agree. I said it with Joe Flacco. I don't know if Jimmy G's any better than Joe Flacco is, and I don't know if Jimmy G's any better than Brissett is. It's just not a big enough of an upgrade to make another move for a quarterback in a year where you've made so many and, controversial yeah, and, quarterback moves. And do that to your locker room. Because you are going to put, you know, you're just inserting drama. Because how does he raise? How much does he raise the needle to also deal with the fact that now we have another guy in here? Like, what the hell are you doing, to us, man? Who are we supposed to believe in? Yeah, we're I, not trying I to just, buy into Jacoby. I just think that, I mean, he could go help Seattle. I think he help them do what? I think yeah, I help think he them could, do what? But, they're, but, they're not trying to but, win football games in Seattle right now. Atlanta, Atlanta more so than no, Seattle. They have, to be honest with you, Atlanta has quarterbacks they believe in. Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, I think. Like Atlanta fans, they are really about believe them. in Marcus Mariota. Stone's face right now is hilarious. He, he is not feeling. He's that. been okay. He's been good enough in the. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I'll but tell you really, this. that's where that's what we're doing. Now? I'll tell you this. Atlanta <laughs> fans are more excited about the prospects of Marcus Mariota than they would about what they know they're going to get from Jimmy Garoppolo. I could I could get down with and that. They Desmond are more Ritter. hopeful. There's more explosiveness that could possibly come from. It's more you can more so yeah. catch lightning in a bottle with Marcus Mariota than you can with Jimmy Garoppolo. But, I agree. But with that. also, when you have Desmond Ritter, who you hope is the quarterback you, of the future sure. for you, you want another guy in there that's the veteran gap year guy. That, okay, now we're talking. That can run the same offense, and they can run the same offense. Desmond Ritter is a, is a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo is a statue. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I just that's what I think. Atlanta doesn't. I mean, who who could realistically say we're a Jimmy Garoppolo away from being a a, a team that? Contends? I guess <laughs> I guess I'm just looking at it on its face. I can't believe a guy who came basically uh, a minute forty six away from going to the Super Bowl for the second time in in three years. He, there was no market for him. It was really a no Matt serious Stafford, market for him. A Matt Stafford punt away because when Matt Stafford threw that ball up to Jakarski yeah. Tart, right, and right. he would have came down with it, then that's it. Garoppolo's there. Yeah. So, so yes, but then also we all have eyes. We've all seen how that played out. Like, did the 49ers get there because of Garoppolo or in spite of him? And there's also a reason why that organization traded up for Trey Lance. And like, can I tell you what I do feel a lot better about back in these Bears Week One against the San Francisco 49ers yeah. right now. Still good Bills, money. Still, at, still oh, yeah, yeah, at plus two fifty. I'm still rocking with those Bears week one. I, I agree have, with that. I have no faith in Trey Lance. But also have they the Bears have done nothing to show us that they want to be a good football team either. Yeah, and I still can't name their head coach. I have no idea who he is, what his name is, where he's Pace, from. right? <laughs> is it not Pace? Pace is their owner or or their, GM. Oh, he was he, yeah, Ryan GM. Pace is their Ryan GM. Pace. Ryan Pace is their GM. Who yeah. is the coach? Uh, Why do I not name? know this right now? I don't remember. Patrick Lowski. It's got some long name. Okay, no, I don't think it's hilarious that, that we don't even know. His I'm name. good on well, that. Well, I tell people about Baptist <laughs> Health Orthopedic Care. Why don't you look up the uh, head coach of the Chicago Bears? Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net/ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Oh, uh, Matt Eberflus. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in Indy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was an he was the defensive coordinator for the Colts, I believe. Mm-hmm. And now he's the coach that's going to be like the scapegoat coach who's going to lose these next two years. I don't think Ryan Pace is the GM in Chicago anymore either. <laughs> I think they gave him the boot. 
Is old, that what happened? The old bootski. They got rid of their front You're our Chicago too. Bears insider. Why are you not flinging these I names am out? I'm not the Chicago Bears insider, and I no longer claim them and have never claimed to be. <laughs> okay? okay? I'm going on to uh, Mike McDaniel. We're, we're kind of putting that on you. I mean, you're, you're, you're the Illinois guy. Yeah, just because I was a Bears fan doesn't mean I am a, now, currently. Okay. Well, y'all still ask me about the Panthers, and that was decades ago. Yeah, so that's... Yeah. That was about six and a half seconds ago. <laughs> he is a man who looks you in the eye. He'll disrespect your favorite player, your favorite team. He also is someone who will FaceTime you if he's in a different location. If he is even the longest distance from you, he's going to use dial-up internet if he has to, to completely trash talk you, to disrespect you, to make you feel bad about your team because he's a hater. Time now for Theo Dorsey. It is the Temple of Troll. Congregation, it's time to hear the good word. He prays for your sports pain. Rocio then rejoices and preaches pettiness. Theo Dorsey is in his bully pulpit in the Temple of Troll. All right, Theo, give it to us. I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but you know what? Why not take risks? Hey, when when you're, you're a troll, you do it. This is what you do. So I, on this past Thursday, the high school football season in Florida opened up. And we've been talking college football. We've been talking NFL. I want to give the Friday Night Lights some love. Before the season in April, the coach of Pahokee, Emmanuel Hendricks, my guy, tweeted out at a legendary high school football coach in this area, Jack Daniels, very well-known head coach of Cardinal Newman. Formerly Dwyer. Formerly Dwyer. Won some state titles, mm-hmm. right? Like, big-time name. Hendricks tweets at him. Again, this is April 18th, 2022. As schedules were starting to leak out a little bit. Yeah, as we're getting our, our, our dates together on schedules. He puts Jack Daniels, dot, dot, put a date on it, dot, dot, no Vaseline, dot, dot, dot. Jesus. So, insinuating. This is a high school football coach? <laughs> yes, this is a high school football coach. My guy, Coach Hendricks. Come on, dude. Who, who, who is, is not, he does not um, fail to show confidence. And this is public record stuff. This is a tweet, so it's not like I'm giving up some some no, it's, I, I've seen it. It's public. Yeah. It's out there. Jack Daniels responds a day later, Coach, you know what's up? Been waiting five days to confirm. Also, fill me in on the Vaseline comment. I'm pretty old. You know. <laughs> That's about the – if you know Jack Daniels, <laughs> that is the most Jack Daniels response of all time. Right. So, fast forward, they do schedule a date, and it's the opener for Pahokee mm-hmm. and Cardinal Newman. It was this past week. Yes, this game was in Pahokee. Coach Hendricks, before the game, a couple weeks ahead of time, told me, hey, make sure you come out to the muck. You're going to want to be on the sidelines to see this one. We're going to put it on him. I said, all right, coach. That's what's up. And, and this was the coach who tweeted, no Vaseline. No Vaseline. Pahokee's head coach, no Vaseline. Cardinal Newman's head coach. Yes. To Jack back in April. Back in April. So, so, he's, so it's Pahokee's coach. Coach is saying, let's go. Let's Come go. out of here. You got to see this. And I had to miss it. I was in D.C. for a wedding. My guy, Caleb Jackson, Carter, congratulations. So I missed the wedding. I mean, I missed the game for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And as I was following it on Twitter, Started seeing the score get a little lopsided. So I said, oh, he's right. No Vaseline. There's no Vaseline being used here. So Pahokee was rolling, right? They're at home. Uh, Things were rolling, but they were rolling in the Cardinal Newman direction. They won. Cardinal Newman went into Pahokee and won 40 to 12. 40 to 12? (laughs) 40 to 12. The Pahokee coach is, is tweeting no Vaseline to the Cardinal Newman head coach, and then they lost 40 to 12? 40 to 12. And look, this is no shade to the Pahokee players and all of the great Blue Devil fans. Come I love on. y'all. But for my guy, Emmanuel Hendricks, who, again, I love him. Great guy, good coach, had a great season last year. You can't be tweeting out stuff like no Vaseline at a state championship winning coach like Jack Daniels and then go out there at home and get beat 40 to 12. That's all I'm saying. So, look, tighten up. 
Tighten up. You talked that talk, but you didn't walk that walk on the sideline with the headset. And Jack Daniels, man, that was a hilarious response on Twitter and an even more hilarious response on the football field from those Crusaders. And that is your temple of troll. <laughs> you can't say no Vaseline and then lose 40 to 12 you can't. at home. You can't. And Coach Hendricks is going to get me for this. I know he's, he's going to be mad, but still. You know, we talk about Jack Daniels results. being old and not knowing social media, not knowing phrases. We got to go get him to retweet that. Oh, yeah, we need him to quote tweet that, please. I need to, I'll, I'll DM it to him and say, you need to do a little quote tweet, maybe throw a gif on that or gif or whatever you kids say. The best part about Jack Daniels is his Twitter handle has about 47 numbers. Like he's a bot. I don't understand it. I want, he, I took, he took the suggested name. I haven't, <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what he did. <laughs> it must You're exactly be. right. Um, I, I want to get to a break because when we return, I need to call Stone out for something because it is so prototypical him. But the world needs to know it. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. It's hot. It's sticky. It's uncomfortable. If your AC is down, that is flat out miserable. It's why you need someone to depend on. EDS, EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. Been doing it since 2006. Train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train including their refresh service. Not going to try and ding you for a full AC unit. If you don't need it, they're going to try and refresh your AC unit, try and get the most life out of it that you can so that you aren't paying as much at one time. Appointment schedules around you. It's what they do. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, the AC goes down. You're in an urgent situation. It's just one thing. EDS, edsairconditioning.com. That's EDS Air Conditioning. So I mentioned earlier, Theo, that Stone's birthday is tomorrow. Mm. 24 years old for the man. Jeff Gordon. So Gordon year, baby. It's, <laughs> it has been brought to my attention that uh, a couple of members of the ESPN West Palm team have been trying to set up a birthday dinner for Stone and literally left it as, hey, you choose. You pick where you're going to go. Oh, God. You choose where you're going to have <laughs> dinner and, and we'll bring you to dinner. I'm going to give three guesses to you. Three guesses where Stone picked. Okay. See if you can get it. Let's go uh, Ruth Chris. No. In fact, not even close. Wow. Okay. Not Ruth Chris. Maybe he wants to like a rooftop type thing. Let's go no, with. Go chain. Go chain. 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 I mean, chain. Ruth Chris is a chain. Yeah. Ruth Chris is a chain. I was going to go with a rooftop bar place. Uh, Golden Corral. <laughs> That's close. It's on par. It's on par. And my third one, because I actually knew the whole time, Outback Steakhouse. You chose, you had anywhere you could go in Palm Beach County, one of the richest counties in America, and you picked Outback. And it is no disrespect to Outback, but you mean to tell me you were given the choice of anything, and you, on your birthday, picked a Bloomin' Onion. Exactly why I chose Outback. Oh, Jesus. Was God, the blo- it was between my favorite restaurant of all time, the Great Chili's <laughs> or, oh. or Outback Steakhouse. But, you know, over, you know, at the end of the day, the Bloomin' Onion won. And it's why I ultimately chose Outback. So I've been craving you one. You live in a cave. I haven't had one in, I think, a couple years now. Oh or I go about a year. So I've been craving it. And it's my stinking choice. This so is, we're going Outback. You know who he is? He's Matt Rule, who just selected Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold. Just settling. It's like, yeah. I have my choice between these two very mediocre, uh, you know, decisions, and I went with Outback. And I, and I, I again, it's good. it's good food. I've enjoyed meals at Outback. <laughs> I've enjoyed meals at Chili's. But if I'm given an option anywhere, 
anywhere, I'm probably not going out back because of, oh, it's been too long since I've had a blooming onion. What? So you Who's know, ever so, said that? By the way. So tonight, that's tomorrow night, my actual birthday. Tonight, I'm going out with my friends, but I rented out kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, a hot dog bar we have in town. Where nothing on the menu is over four dollars. So there's like 18 of us that are going to eat. You can have a hot dog you want. They got corn dogs and they got beer mugs, old school. So I refuse. I'll let you guys know. I'll send you some pics. No, I actually don't want any pics. It's called yeah. Frankenstein's. It's a little. It's a hut. So it's not this that dude, big. this dude's gonna be eating two dollar glizzies tonight for his birthday, <laughs> and then tomorrow it's gonna be blooming onions at Outback. Oh my! That sounds like the best and, few days of my life. And on Thursday he's gonna need a plumber at home. That's. <laughs> He'll be he'll be hitting up the plumbing services of You are the modern day caveman. Yeah. I have never met anybody like you. That's Theo, that's Stone. He's gonna go grunt somewhere. I'm Ken. Bye bye.